Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of our podcast, St. Louis Marie de Montfort and True Devotion. We now come to a fairly long section in True Devotion to the Blessed Virgin, in which St. Louis Marie sets forth what he calls motives which recommend this devotion. In other words, the reasons why he thinks it is such an effective and powerful way of bringing us to the acquisition of divine wisdom or the knowledge of Jesus Christ and a deep relationship with him. This chapter 4, together with chapters 5 and 6, are the motivational section of true devotion that I mentioned in an earlier episode. The whole section is summarized in a much shorter way in The Secret of Mary, numbers 35 to 41, but we will look largely at what he says in True Devotion. St. Louis Marie lists eight motives that recommend this devotion, or reasons why he sees it as such a powerful means of union with Christ and the sanctification of our souls. I will list these motives first of all, then go on to say a few words about each of them. So his eight motives are, 1. By this devotion we give ourselves entirely to God. 2. This devotion helps us to imitate Christ. 3. It obtains many blessings from Our Lady. 4. It is an excellent means of giving glory to God. 5. It leads to union with our Lord. 6. It gives great liberty of spirit. 7. It is of great benefit to our neighbor. And 8. It is a powerful means of perseverance. The first motive, by this devotion we give ourselves completely to God, emphasizes the total nature of our dedication to God's service. As St. Louis Mary says, by this total consecration to Jesus through Mary, we are doing even more than is expected of members of religious orders and congregations, or of priests and bishops, because we give to Jesus through Mary even the value of our good works, which we are not obliged to do just by being baptized Christians. And the implication of this is that, since we are so generous in our giving, God will not be outdone in generosity. St. Louis Marie alludes to what Jesus says in Matthew 19.29, Everyone who has left houses, brothers, sisters, father, mother, children, or land, for the sake of my name, will receive a hundred times as much, and also inherit eternal life. If this is true, he says, for those who give up material, temporal, and perishable things out of love for him, how generously will he reward those who give up even interior and spiritual goods for his sake? In other words, for those who are prepared to make this total sacrifice, there will be a reward beyond all imagination. St. Louis Marie's second motive, this devotion helps us to imitate Christ, is of course based on the assumption that the imitation of Christ is a fundamental part of being a Christian. Being a Christian is not just a question of believing in Jesus Christ and his role in our salvation, but means also that we must take on the values of Jesus himself and see our lives as modelled on his. 
It is St. Louis Marie's contention that this devotion he is promoting is the most effective way to help us to do this, and he sees a special mode of this imitation of Christ in the fact that by becoming wholly dependent on Mary by this devotion, we are imitating exactly what Jesus himself did in coming as a man to be our Saviour. As he says, Jesus did not come on earth as a full-grown adult, ready to start his preaching and ministering, but he came as a tiny child, totally dependent on his mother, as is any child, first of all in his mother's womb, and then making himself obedient to her for the best part of thirty years before beginning his public ministry. If this was Jesus' own way of serving and giving glory to God his Father, must not a total dependence on Mary on our part mean that we are imitating Jesus in a perfect way? St. Louis Marie goes even further, claiming that through this devotion we are imitating not just Jesus himself, but all three persons of the Blessed Trinity, the Father, who asked for Mary's consent to his plan, the Son, who became her child, and the Spirit, who formed Jesus only through her, as he says, and who forms the members of the mystical body and dispenses his gifts and his favours through her. A dependence on Mary on the part of the Trinity, he claims. In his third motive, this devotion obtains many blessings from Our Lady, St. Louis-Marie uses a similar argument to the one we mentioned a few moments ago with regard to God. Just as God himself will not be outdone in generosity, neither will Mary. If we are prepared to give everything to her, then she will most certainly make sure that we are lacking in nothing that will be for our good. She will shower us with her love, she will belong entirely to us just as we belong entirely to her. All her merits, which are so powerful in obtaining God's favour, become ours too. And in particular, St. Louis concentrates on the fact that because of our total gift to her, Mary embellishes and purifies all that we do in God's service, which without this purification risks being of very inferior quality. As he says, Mary purifies our good works of every taint of self-love and of that unconscious attachment to creatures which slips unnoticed into our best actions. She enriches our good works by adorning them with her own merits and virtues, and Mary herself presents our good works to Jesus, a gift which he, as a most loving son, can surely not reject, despite the perhaps imperfect nature of the gift. St. Louis-Marie's fourth motive, it is an excellent means of giving glory to God, is clearly of a similar nature to the first. By this devotion we give ourselves completely to God. But here we can perhaps see St. Louis-Marie's formation by the Jesuits at work. The Jesuits have always used as a sort of motto AMDG, which stands for Ad Maiorem Dei Gloriam, for the greater glory of God and he picks up this phrase when he says, This devotion, when faithfully undertaken, is a perfect means of ensuring that the value of all our good works 
is being used for the greater glory of God. He claims that scarcely anyone works for this end, in spite of the obligation to do so, either because they do not know where God's greatest glory is to be found, or because they do not desire it. But, he says, Mary certainly knows in what God's greatest glory lies, and will ensure that whatever is given to her is used for that end. And St. Louis Mary's fifth motive that recommends this devotion, it leads to union with our Lord, is also clearly similar to the second, this devotion helps us to imitate Christ. The whole purpose of our imitation of Christ is to be united with him, both in the sense that we develop a deep relationship with him, in which alone our true happiness lies, but also in the sense of our living by the same values as he himself had and which he teaches in the Gospels. Now, in this motive, St. Louis Marie says that to attain this essential union of the Christian with our Lord, Jesus Christ, this form of devotion, by which we consecrate our whole selves and all that we are and have to Mary, so as to belong to Christ, is, as he says, a smooth, short, perfect and sure way to go. And he takes up each of these words, smooth or easy, short, perfect and sure, and expounds on them. This is a smooth or easy way, he says, because the path of Mary is the very path that Jesus himself took to come to us, so she will remove any obstructions from that path. But don't think, he says, that smooth or easy means there will be no difficulties. In fact, anyone who chooses this way is likely to encounter many crosses on the road. After all, the devil does not want us to take the smoothest path to union with our Lord. However, says St. Louis Mary, Mary will ensure that the crosses that come our way are sweetened, as it were, by, in his own words, the honey of her maternal sweetness and the unction of pure love. In the secret of Mary, he uses an image which is particularly striking when he says that the crosses Mary sends to those who trust themselves to her are rather like sweetmeats, that is, sweetened crosses rather than bitter ones. In French, the term he uses is jam. The crosses these people suffer are like jam rather than bitter herbs. This is a short way to union with Jesus, he says, because Mary will prevent us, if we truly trust her, from wandering from the path and making useless detours, and also because of the joy we will experience in her maternal care, a joy that will make the way seem shorter. It is a perfect way, because it goes by way of Mary, who is herself the most perfect of the followers and disciples of her Son. It is also the perfect way, because it is the way chosen by God himself to come to us, and we cannot do better than that. And finally, it is a sure or secure way to union with Jesus. He bases this assertion on two things. Firstly, that this is not a new devotion, but one that has been tried and tested by many people, including a number of saints and great spiritual figures of the centuries leading up to his own.
and we might add today that it is a devotion practiced and recommended by Pope St. John Paul II. Secondly, he says, it is clear that Mary, chosen by God himself for a vital role in the plan of salvation, could not possibly lead those devoted to her astray. We will look at the other motives St. Louis Mary gives that recommend this devotion in the next episode. In the meantime, God bless you.